1: Shall we begin?
3: Well, well, well. Are you two sitting comfortably? Good. Now, Drew and Nathan. Do you see what I'm holding in my hand at these episodes with your names on them? It's the first season of Relfields. And can you guess what's in that first season? I'll give you a hint. (laughs) Questionable movie choices. (laughs) Lots of them. And a few terrible ones as well. This is... A planet full of treasure. I'm
2: sorry, full of treasure? With pirates. The kids didn't find a treasure map, and there's Long John Silver, Sword Fighting, and Billy Bones... You mean the 1950 classic movie adaptation of
0: Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island? Uh, No, sir. It's a Disney remake. We did like five remakes during the first season, and if you include The Last Samurai, it was awesome. You see, sir,
2: we kind of have a podcasting squad. Drew made it up, and every two weeks, we talk about whatever movies have been chosen. Correction, Mr. Zimmerman. You were podcasterbating the first season.
3: (laughs) Now you're almost through Riker's beard, and the next Grab Bag episode is almost upon us. I need you boys to buckle down. While you should have been banging out high-quality episodes like High
0: Spirits and Goons, you hemmed and hawed over
3: trash movies like Limitless and The Little Rascals.
0: Wait! I just want to say one thing. Tremors may not be everyone's first choice, but it was mine. There just might not have been a real Phil's podcast without it. Of course... You thought Equilibrium was bad and called Gunkata a joke, but we haven't even done Paul Blart yet. Even I wouldn't do Paul Blart. How rude. Drew, Nathan, I
3: hear you. I was a kid once. I thought the remake of 310 to You was good until I saw the original, and while inferior to Under Siege, would whittle away the hours watching Executive Decision. I dig it, man. Now, I'm sure you both know a great deal about movies, but that's not the issue here. I'm saying you must podcast harder, because from what I'm seeing of your season one choices, Happy Gilmore and the Theory of Everything just isn't going to cut it. But sir, we don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: That was
2: great. Uh, uh, Ladies
3: and and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Feels podcast. We bring you a new movie, fortnightly. Ooh. of a different genre. You got fancy. And tonight is the kids genre with 1987's The Monster Squad. I should know. I picked it. <laughs> Jack's pick.
2: You know who to call when you have ghosts. But who do you call when you have monsters? We're the Monster Squad. We're the
1: Squad. It's like Miami Vice, I think.
2: They're young and inexperienced.
0: Naughty Virgin! They're a bit disorganized. Monsters are not real. We don't know that, sir. 2,000-year-old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves.
1: But when strange things start happening in town... There's a monster in my closet. Woo! Look at that big, scary monster! What's happening? you a werewolf.
2: Silver bullet? They're the only ones ready to do battle.
1: Somebody's out there killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's gonna do a thing about it but us.
2: Soon the creatures
1: of the night shall rule the world. Real monsters? Us? Midnight in the world, remember? Can be like Mass Squad and Stigio. Two mass bombs. We got a 1035! back up! We'll oh, meet your squad. The book is right. Don't you think it's all true?
0: By midnight. You guys! They won't seem so young anymore.
2: Monster Squad. It was a great movie. I thought it was fun.
3: Yeah. So, Drew and I have seen this before. Nathan, you were
2: you were the he was our version. I was best the version. Virgin. He was the Virgin. I was the, the Balboa blonde version. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Brought to you by Golden Road Brewing Company. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So what were your your sort of initial thoughts? The first time I watched it, I could tell why in the 80s, when it, in its heyday, why it was so good. Movies like Goonies has always been just that kind of go-to, if I want to watch, like an 80s kids getting into trouble, but finding out cool stuff, and then, you know... Everyone goes home happy. I can, I am very sad that I missed out on this train because this is a Goonies. Stand up, rival. This is this will go toe to toe. I think with Goonies,
3: and it got a lot of shit because it came out around the same time as Goonies, and it was sort of known as a like the ripoff hmm. of Goonies. Well, you do have writing its coattails. And you until have a mo- it sort of became its own
2: cult classic, right?
3: In its own sense,
2: you do have a monster that follows the group of kids that they befriend. That uh, bogus. <laughs> scary <laughs> uh, but it's it's really a solid solid movie in the terms of it being just true to its time of the 80s and a lot of fun
3: yeah so this was my and i i grew up watching flight of the navigator get navigator as well but this was one of those movies that uh we would rent or i would rent and then watch Again and again and again, probably watching okay. Monster Squad like three times on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> it was, I, I just couldn't get enough of it. And it was also my first real intro to sort of the scary movie and horror genre. That's why I picked it because uh, by the time this comes out, we will officially be in. The fall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is hands down one of my favorite times of the year. The pumpkins, the Halloween, the costumes. I'm going to be getting married on Halloween, for Christ's sake. Costume uh, bomb. Every year, and I I think Anna is is completely done with this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've made her watch it twice in the past week. Saddle up, babe. Every year when it's in late September or October, I'm like, think we could watch the monster squad tonight and the first time she was like yeah sure and then last year she's like not tonight maybe this
2: weekend Like i've got a monster squad while i'm at the gym
3: (laughs) Uh, so drew what are your your thoughts or takeaways uh I
0: really enjoy The Monster Squad. I think it gives that pure nostalgia base of like kids going on an adventure. It is The Goonies. It did ride the coattails, but it became its own thing. It's still a very fun movie. It kind of also coincides with ideas of watching movies like Explorers, you know, I mean, and they have their own set of adventures like one is completely modern. They're just taking on criminals. Monster squad taking on monsters. Explorers, we're going up into space. It's a little bit of everything where you have kids watching and seeing like the big action stars like Rambo in the eighties and mm. Predator and Terminator. But what's their, you know, what's their group? What's their adventures? And now you, they can watch these and go, yeah, I'm going to go like blow up Wolfman. I'm going to go, you know, be a pirate. And it's, it's pure nostalgia to its perfect degree but it's also the quintessential kids movie that kids should never watch.
2: <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, I see why I didn't see it. But it's so great. Yeah, and this movie,
3: if they tried to remake this movie now as is, they wouldn't be able to get
2: away with the the shit they pull. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this this uh, line crosses a couple of times uh, in today's standards. Um, oh, multiple t- times.
3: Yeah, multiple times. times. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tick off a quick list. No,
2: yeah, go. Uh, it, use
3: of the word uh, mm-hmm. yep. uh by a teenager. Yeah, about a teacher, yeah. about yeah. another kid, like yeah. Yeah. underage smoking mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. a teenager. There's the bullying aspect. That's maybe neither here nor there. Casual references to the Holocaust. Slut shaming.
0: Are you absolutely sure that she is? You're not a virgin, are you?
1: No? No, what do you mean no? Well, Steve, but he doesn't count!
3: Doesn't uh, And then uh, the main villain calling uh, the little Phoebe, the little six-year-old girl, a A bitch! bitch. <laughs>
0: Wow. Let's also add on to their uh, underage child pornography blackmail, (laughs) which which he's like, like, "Mm, look at this. You guys are sick.
2: Guess what? Fox Photos got a two for
3: one deal this week. And wouldn't you know it? There's a space on the bulletin board right between
1: the prom committee notes and the football rust.
0: I think this will go up on the uh, school bulletin board. She should be the one going like, "I'm gonna have you arrested." She's hugging him at the end. She's right. like, no, "No, no, 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 no." He has her arm. Maybe we'll date. And- <laughs> <laughs> Did you like <laughs> that t, <Right>. t- shot? <laughs> I want to know where the photo developer. Is that allowed? That picture to be developed and put into yeah, right. He's and got then a, picked up by a kid. he's got a copy. He's well, like yeah, yeah up sure. By a no. kid
3: in Frankenstein because towards the end of the one montage, <laughs> yeah. <I love> Frankenstein <laughs> is like holding up the the voyeuristic uh, peeper nudes that they took from their <laughs> their
0: treehouse, which Frank inadvertently took the picture, and that's I think the best part. But he was already like ogling her over through the window, which you know for a dead guy, he's got some pretty good you know vision to see that far. <laughs> it
3: what is this girl doing? Where every single time they look out that window, there she is in her terry cloth robe, just getting ready for date
0: night. Oh, she knows <laughs> what
2: she's doing. She, she
3: knows what she, she
0: knows what she's doing. She's like, were you were you modeling for the neighbor? He doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know, there's the, the cat, definite cast of characters. Hmm. There's sort of the two main kids. There's Horace, the the fat kid, the token fat fat kid. Uh, yep. Then there's Phoebe, the the very cute girl, little. Little cute girl, uh, sort of the (laughs) the angelic one. You've got creepy German guy.
0: Creepy German guy. You have, uh, how would you put him? Kind of like the other... The badass? Not, I mean, you have the
3: the 50s greaser out of time. You have Rudy the badass. And then you have the other friend who's
0: kind of like the, uh, you know, kind of still straight lace, but still cool kid, you know. Like you know, you're uh, a. What were Butters? they arguing? What were they arguing about? Like down the street, where he kept saying, and, "Like his only response is I know you are, but what am I?'" Mm.
2: Oh, I thought you were talking about it, are it, you, the kid that's younger. That like with the. Uh, oh no no no, no! Right around Phoebe's
3: age. That monster. The took brother.
0: My I, blah, blah. I
3: call him Butters.
0: Cause, like <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mummy came in my house. <laughs> All
3: right, man we <laughs> really do should do, do, do that. that. I got some apples. <laughs> doop, doop, do. we yeah. Got some too. Creature
0: took my Twinkie.
2: that was it. He's the, uh, and the and the dog. I love the. I love Rudy's response. How does the dog even get up here? He's uh, buckwheat and uh, Petey. He's what, just like going around wearing
0: a Confederate hat. Yeah, uh, his, then, his. Sorry, no, no. no go I ahead. was gonna say like his only joke throughout the entire film. You know, dear army guys, come quick. There are monsters. I think it's the only joke that is in a movie about monsters trying to take over the world and, you know, shroud the world in darkness. That's the only joke that is incomplete and makes no sense for the entirety and, of the plot.
3: And that makes sense because a lot of this is throwback to the old pulp movies from the 50s and the 60s and even to the 70s at some point. Or they would call in the army like they weren't calling in the men in black or special forces or the CIA or FBI it was the army, hmm. you know, in their jeeps and their uniforms and all that. Uh, so I, I get that. But they also dress a lot of this movie with a lot of underlying themes and heart. You know, so the dad is an overworked cop. There's marriage issues at home that they really sort of highlight throughout the movie the mom she was in Die Hard. she was one of the yeah. the, the secretaries she was also like the, she was the mother in the goonies she was the mother in the goonies as well so there's <laughs> that parallel yeah there's that yeah you know, coattail there's you know the bullying in the bullying the the Holocaust references. And then they juxtapose some of the monster scenes and the kids group scenes with the dad sort of on these, you know, at the, uh, you know, the, the Wolfman. And then when the mummy disappears (laughs) from the museum. And I like how they set up How? Why? Dracula is there? They basically they airdrop his ass over this idyllic California town, and he just basically lands like a like a Dungeons Dragons uh, campaign and just (laughs) summons monster.
0: Yep. But I mean, even with him being dropped just randomly dropped, I mean, he actually was like randomly dropped, but it seemed so perfect of timing, just around the one hundred years that he would have to get the amulet back and destroy it. It just so happens to be coincidentally in this town down on six, 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 what is it? Shadow Brook lane.
3: Lane. Perfectly in this town. Brook lane is sort of like the beginning area in like an MMO.
2: Yes. Uh, (laughs) Where we're like,
3: you know, like there's the fields and you're fighting bugs in the forest. And then like, you got to deal with Shadowbrook Lane before you can level up and and, and get your, your your level 10 quests are, are finished after that <laughs> like the everything is idyllic and there's the, the drive-in theaters and you know, 80s suburbia, but then there's this weird, crazy, evil
2: mansion on 666 Sat- Shadowbrook Lane. With a creepy German guy. Yeah, with the creepy German guy. With,
3: yeah, well, the creepy German guy but I, you love the creepy German guy, You know man. what I do?
2: So, uh, th- that is one of the parts that... I had a couple of parts that I thought, okay, how to make this movie better? Because this movie, to me, is like a, a connect-the-dot, like, beautiful picture. It really is. The lines just aren't all connected or connected properly. Yeah. And so it bugs me cuz I'm like, "Oh my gosh, if they would have fleshed out this a little bit more, had they gone a little bit harder on like on the holocaust thing, like when Dracula comes up to him, and he stood up to him and like said delivered like a line like I've dealt with monsters like you my whole you know just like whoa okay yeah he's a holocaust survivor give it a little bit more continuity besides just
0: yeah that well, that actually would have been good I like that but
3: the scene where the kids are leaving after he's like the, the way where, the where they go and
0: say is, is like uh, time
3: is almost <laughs> up It's your last chance for pie. (laughs) But when the kids leave, and he's like, "See, I'm not so scary. If I was a vampire, you wouldn't see my reflection in the mirror." And they're like, "You should." The fat kids like, "You should. You know a lot about monsters, creepy German guy." So that was creepy German guys
2: bitching. That was the other part that I was like, "Ooh, I really hope that they take it in this direction, where creepy German guy is actually some type of good monster or like some." counterbalance that, that would have been cool and then have been
3: like was- like a oh, good
0: dr jekyll like, mr hyde is? or something how many
3: you know 87 i would have been five year old five years old how many five-year-old kids are going to know what the number tattoo and him saying yes i guess i know quite a lot about monsters
2: mm. what that even means i almost completely Which, missed it
0: yeah like i mean it's it's almost like because i mean the two scenes where you do see his hand on the door when he's Looking out the door, it's not there. But when he closes the door, like, it's actually on his arm for that scene. And despite the fact that, like, you want to, like, put in something so serious for the moment and have people go, oh, God, okay, I get the fact that now he does understand monsters, like, not just, like, metaphorical ones, like, these are truly beasts that he had to endure. But it has no bearing on the story.
3: Well, but it does in the sense that uh, he's not afraid of Dracula because he's dealt with well-dressed Prussian-looking monsters before.
0: And when Dracula is actually approaching him before he kind of like, you know, blasts him with his... Dracula Ray or some whatever he hits him with? I Raven mean, he, Feeblement? <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, you can encapsulate this entire movie as the, a the kids yeah. are like a, a a fledgling level one group. <laughs> right. And the, the, the DM keeps throwing like level 16, level 20 monsters. We found out these out. amulets <laughs> in the forest. <laughs> with the, you know, like Phoebe charms Frankenstein. And then yeah. uh, they just keep on like getting out with these little skill checks. Frankenstein right? has joined True. the party. No, True. they use garlic in the one scene against Dracula, yep. like, they found his weakness. Wolfman, they kicked in the nards. Yeah. Like.
0: I mean, everything is d- definitely a callback to older monster movies, the tropes that are there, the cliche aspects, the historical, you know, parts where, you know, again, garlic was used to ward off evil in, in spirits and especially vampires. When the German guy is standing up to Dracula before he gets knocked down, like, he calls him Nosferatu. He doesn't call him Dracula and i i wish like the the subtitle the germans uh, was actually like translated in subtitles for that i mean i could barely hear nosferatu i had to like rewind it a few times but it's really neat to where again you want his character more fleshed out and i hate the fact that in the credits he's a scary german guy <laughs> i wanted a real name yeah but like if he was a descendant of van helsing or I, that's exactly what i thought it was going to like cool. i mean that would cool. that would have been like the story saying like man who lives here oh it's that scary german guy you know he moved in a couple of months ago maybe he moved in and this is his story to like go and find the amulet because the amulet is at 666 shadowbrook lane which apparently van helsing's like not uh his uh what i'm trying to say like his um apprentices essentially must have had this house they're the ones who locked it away where are they like and, why are they not there why manning is their this post?
3: ancient amulet that will open oblivion and it's the only way you could destroy dracula like why is it in california <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, with this like treasure trove of other items why is why is it in the burbs but as far as scary german guy goes like he i take it as he's just a lonely guy and he's sort of he he completes you know he, he gets gets to yeah, yeah i'm Be sure a part of something yeah i'm sure he's had family maybe some family they had lost in the obvious holocaust references so i didn't look too deeply into that i can't believe i'm um, gonna
2: i'm gonna mention this but uh the brendan Fraser, Fraser movie the mummy
3: oh yeah this
2: just keeps getting better and better i wanted him to be almost like the magi guy you know and like he's oh, like for thousands of lo- years he's looked after the amulet and just kind of from afar and is like oh i see you kids are on track i made sure you got that book blah blah you know and just I wanted you on this The path.
0: coincidences of everything falling into place is perfect for a kid's movie. It's perfect yeah. for the plot of a kid's movie. When you actually start to, like, look at it, as you said, like, the line work, actually, it doesn't quite fit up. Like, it almost goes here, and you're like, oh, okay, I can clearly see it goes here. But it's... It, it, there's all this open space. Do I draw it myself? Do I connect it myself? You have to. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it it does work out. Like, again, oh, yeah, I found that in a garage sale. You know, it was a Van Helsing's diary. Oh, he's one who fights Godzilla.
3: Yeah, but again, for a kid's movie... You know, I had already mentioned the the marital issues and they Mm. touch upon that so much. Like when the mother is putting Phoebe to bed and she's like, are you going to yell at him? And she thinks she's talking about the dad. She's like, no, we got marriage counselor. She's like, no, John, he he hit me, blah, blah, blah. And then when uh, Dracula comes to their home to like dynamite it, you see that the wife has (laughs) packed her bags at the door. You see her like luggage by the door. And they don't shout that in your face. Like, I didn't pick that up until multiple rewatches mm-hmm. later once yeah. I was an adult. They really do a good job of making this feel like like it's not just jumping around in right. every single direction. It's, you know, every a lot of the set design, like the intro with Dracula's castle and the Van Helsing scene, you know, all of this is very well done practical effects. Mm-hmm. The, the wolfman change scenes, uh, the mummy, uh, even Frankenstein. This is one of the best portrayals, in my my opinion, yes. of Frankenstein the monster. Big,
0: right, and the biggest thing they they had an issue with copyright infringement, where they couldn't give the actual Universal you know Pictures look of him. I like this look. I think it's neat. I don't care if the bolts are on his head. Who cares? Like you're wanting to power start the brain anyways. What does it need to be on the neck anyway? Like for, it's, it's little things, even little things that they took out of the movie. Like when the daughter comes home and the mom says, go watch your TV program. And she says, my PTA says I can't watch the show because there's sex in it. And the mom, as she's preparing dinner, and this is cut from the movie says, Well, you know, there needs to be some sex in this house. (laughs) Whoa. Okay, whoa. (laughs) And that would have been another little, like, side thing. Then
3: the the mom is sort of this, like, June Cleaver parody where she always has the dress on and then she has, like, the the frilly apron on over the Mm. dress while she's cooking dinner. Like, a lot of this is, is, again, referencing these 50s and 60s sort of ideas where you had movies with dracula and frankenstein but it was like the american spin on them it wasn't taking place in actual transylvania
2: the actor that goes balls out in this movie who i think is and especially for a kid just nails it is the lead role that kid oh, yeah. uh, and andre i
0: forget Zauer. his name.
2: Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gower. Mr. 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 Gower. Uh, he he's just great. I think he, like his he delivers his lines really well. Like he's practiced it a hundred times. He knows exactly what he's going to say with the you know with that. It's just very natural for him. He's just being a kid. Like he's just like oh, shut up, Phoebe. <laughs> and his dialogue with his dad is just a very well done scene that i think is completely over it's just it's easy to just kind of gloss over and be like whatever you know it's a dad and his kid just talking but you know when the kid's like well you know i want to see the shitty movie like you know i want to do that and i want to do it today because you know my friends are going to ruin it for me and and it's just a good good ride i just liked it a lot and
3: one of my favorite (laughs) scenes is where the kid is
2: sitting up and how amazing would that
3: be if you're home? Oh, thank you. Overlooked, That's just what I was going to yeah, comment on. Yeah. drive in theater. And as a kid, you could climb out onto the roof, watch it with binoculars and listen to the dialogue on a radio. Yeah. And then the dad like climbs out there with some, some BK, some Burger King, <laughs> And he's just shooting the shit with his son. Like, this movie has an astounding amount of heart. You know, Goonies, the Goonies sort of disappear. They went on their little under, you know, subterranean adventure, but this weaves the family and the parents along with what's going on with with their, their lives. And the school scene at the beginning with the speech that I ripped off for our intro <laughs> with the, the principal, and then Meow Mix, the, they've mentioned Meow Mix, the, the one teacher looks <laughs> like a cat, and then you see Meow Mix in the next scene. Like, it's, and it's, Really great. The yeah. only thing I think that rattles me is that they could have done something different with uh, Rodney. The uh is it
2: Rodney? Rudy. Rudy Rudy, Rudy the the greaser 14 year old with his leather jacket and his they make back hair and his too, cigarette smoking. They make him too badass.
3: Yeah, and his only reason for being in the monster squad is that he, he wants some of that sweet, sweet kid sister. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like he but he really he really sticks with it. Oh, yeah, and the cigarette smoking, like, at the very end where he's like... I'm in the goddamn club Aren't I Like you know And he, like the cigarettes Just bouncing just perfectly I'm like
0: Dude I can't even smoke That badass
2: You You're 14 You're killing it What is this
0: I, Brody I don't even know If he knew That the sister Was already next door Because you know Before the even Monster Monster uh, You know Squad was even Up for an option For him to join He does roll up And he does like Stop the bullies And he's all like oh, I see you met and My, my, friend, uh, Horace. And my and friend Horace The one here. bully
3: Was the older brother From mm. uh, uh
2: The you
0: <laughs> oh, <sorry. Okay.
2: laughs> wow. I,
0: I do like when he makes him and he says, Oh you dropped your candy bar. It's it's his. What's yours now? Eat it. Eat yeah. it. And immediately, and I was telling you guys earlier, like this week, it immediately just brought the scene from she's all that when the guy does the pubic hair on the pizza and he was gonna make someone else eat it, and then Freddie Prince Jr. stops him and he makes him eat the pubic hair pizza, which is exactly what Rudy does to him and makes him eat the Snickers. And I'm thinking <sighs> Minus the pubes. Minus Rachel. the pubes. This is where you know she's all that got the exact sa- it's it's almost Rachel the exact Lee same Cook. scene. Mm. <laughs> God, I love Rachel <laughs> Leaf is good.
2: And bo- Josie and the pussy cats. Woo! But as much as I,
3: I love this movie, it does have some flaws. You know, we've already mentioned some, which you just couldn't get away with. But the sister, the hot sister that they get to do the ritual the first time, she's basically just a one-note character hmm. that they sort of slut-shame oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty much the entire yeah. time. Are you
2: sure? <laughs> <laughs> no penis has ever gone inside of you. It, does, it doesn't count. <laughs> Anal does count. No, just, oh, I
0: I do like the fact that it is a presumption of the audience to understand, like, you know, typical story and uh, plot where they say we need a virgin. Well, the idyllic sense is that we all automatically think that it must be a female virgin where it could have been any one of the kids reading it. Yeah. But I do love the little boy, like, turning to the, sis- turning to the little sister and saying, <laughs> is she a virgin? <laughs> He's like, huh? V- she virgin? Boy- virgin? <laughs> she yes! <works> very good. <laughs> <laughs> she can't read. She's fine. I'll help her.
2: <laughs> I really wish that D- Dracula was a little bit better of a tactician. I wish that he would have moved the monsters around and directed them a little bit more, like, you know... They seem to go about, like, know, on their own. Mummy, go, you know, stop them, you know, werewolf, you're with me, and just had a little bit more like, commanding presence besides just walking right. around. <laughs> but I don't think wrecking. he thought that the goddamn neighborhood
3: kids were Were, we're, gonna were, gonna were, stop were, were the ones that were going to foil his plans, but I do agree that the mummy, and uh, he's in the credits as Gilman, but, like, the creature from the Black Yeah. Man, you know, they are basically just there as scenery. Neither well, I mean, of those two characters really do
2: they, anything. They
3: don't do anything, and the, I don't see Mummy doing are, anything at all. Is, is Dracula the Wolfman, and Frankenstein?
2: And did right. I miss something? What made Frankenstein like switch sides? Well, well my my take on it mm-hmm. is
3: that you know, here's Fran- a connection to dots. Well, Frankenstein didn't ask to be a monster. He was brought back he was, to life. Yeah. And maybe that's all he knew, but then this was an option for him. This was kindness and mm-hmm. fraternity and brotherhood and love uh, and acceptance, rather than like go smash,
0: right? Go yeah.
3: kill. And I that's why I love the portrayal of Frankenstein so much in this. You love that character, mm-hmm. and that's it's almost tear jerking at the end when he's going to get sucked into oblivion, and she's like, "Don't go." Abby Brooks does a great
0: job as Phoebe, just yeah. like,
3: "No, don't go, Frankenstein."
0: And and that that is what it is. I mean, if you take the literature, you know, base of you know Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, all Frankenstein wanted was to have companionship. More so, he wanted acceptance and love from his creator. So when you have even Dracula like using him uh, to an extent as like a weapon, I mean, he does. I would even say Dracula does care for him, but he cares for him to the extent of like how far Frankenstein can help him. But he also, I think, does lend a a calming you know, heart towards like, I understand society fears you, society fears me. We can be brothers in this race. But when he finds, you know, Phoebe, she's not afraid of him. It does reenact the exact same thing, a scene from 1931's, you know, Frankenstein. And obviously he doesn't throw her in the water and inadvertently watch her drown like the original Frankenstein movie. But it's just so it it is. It is heart. It is heartwarming. but, But it's also tear jerking when, you know, he takes out the mask. And he sees that he's an icon yeah, of like that's, scariness, that's and he one of the most emotionally oh, charged moments yeah. of the movie. I think so too. It's so bad. And then he, you know, they're walking along in the sunset.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, they're trying to get away from it. <laughs> and
3: you know, it's not the. It's not John Williams who did it, but it is a compelling score. Right. And I also love how it has its own unique closing hip-hop credits move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Credits yeah. Of, Like, the no, Monster Squad. That no
0: one asked <laughs> <you> for. <laughs> but we're happy it's
2: there. <laughs> Silver bullets and wooden stakes. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred years ago to the <laughs> date. date, it's a Monster Squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Monsters, part <fun. laughs> What my I think my my like only real gripe with the ending two I have two one Dracula kill scene does not have an eighties kill line and a lot of the kill
0: lines are either like like I'm upping the stakes
2: or yeah I, I was about to say like you know like what would what would your of kill line for the Dracula part be? Hmm.
0: i i'm just still
3: stuck on the fact that it's oblivion you're supposed to be destroyed yet van Helsing he comes like, out, comes and comes out. He thumbs, gives up, a thumbs up. up like which during his time i don't i don't know how
0: Well, well he, back, says it, it he says thumbs up he says it's like holding on to him like Kid. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be limbo like they're stuck, diary. There, they're stuck there forever. So it doesn't say that he dies. It doesn't even say that anyone is going to, you know, be torn apart inside. It's just that you are stuck there forever. And of course, even the forever. forever.
2: How cool would it have been if the virgin from dropped, the original like w- dropped off and like stayed and that's when Rudy's that's like, Rudy like gets a what? girl <laughs> you are ha yeah or i really wanted i honest as much as the tearing frankenstein away in like the very poetic way it hits that note really well i think it would have made it way cooler if he stayed and was a part of the new monster squad and I mean, granted, then he could have the army, in. The army's going to take him, and you know. Well, but, yeah. but you know, I don't know. Be be their their
0: sloth, and you know, Ruth. He could have stayed and taken care of scary German guys. As he got older.
3: Yes, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Time is almost up.
1: <laughs> I
0: what i do not really kind of like comprehend or like is that at the very end after you know they do the like who are you with the monster squad and then then the credits roll and the song happening and they're all like you know they hug and they high five scary german guy has the has the journal and he has he this look of like he's like oh well and he throws it in the air and then he, he picks it back up and he's like oh no no i don't want this and he throws it to the ground little the little brother is like, mommy came in my house. He goes and picks it up, throws it up, brings it back down. I never saw one person go over and grab the amulet because you know it has to be still there. And I'm thinking, don't throw the journal away. You need to get the amulet and <laughs> bury this again. Because in another hundred years, who well, but, knows? No, the,
3: the journal, Ben Helsing's journal said that the amulet fractures and if, opens, like, if opens, great the, evil. opens the, no, with the ritual, the amulet fractures and opens the gateway to so I think they were successful in opening Limbo. The amulet's just gone.
0: Now. Well, but then why was the amulet brought back and not fractured and gone after the first time because, in the intro of the Because movie? they never...
3: Evil well, was still out there. Evil was still out there. Maybe they... And they, they fucked up the first one.
0: Hmm. Okay. I mean, I know it did like suck in some like zombies from the intro, but I mean, maybe it did need like that, you know, crucial juncture of like so much evil as Dracula. Because I mean, for a person who is so dead set and even deadpan, not even like caring at all, like for him to tell Frankenstein and say, children possess the diary. I want you to retrieve it. If they refuse, kill them.
3: But instead he's he's like, give me the
2: amulet, Amulet, you
3: bitch. bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Her scream, her scream was
2: real
3: oh yeah that was her
2: actual screen (laughs) i mean if someone picks you up by your face
3: that's pretty uh, well i mean she's she's, (laughs) (laughs) because the actor who played dracula when they weren't shooting when they were just on set refused to wear the contacts and the uh the fangs around the little girl um oh yeah but i think for me the worst scene is when the kid like the Parents are arguing in the background, and he sees the telephone message that they want to buy the book.
0: Mister Alucard. And he, he has
3: like his like his his Harry Potter like anagram <laughs> moment, where it's like Alucard, no, uh, blah blah blah, no, Dracula, Dracula. Da,
2: da, 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 <laughs> drink more Ovaltine, <laughs> no,
0: no, no. I think the only thing that's even a reference to like Alucard today is that I mean, there's an anime called Helsing, and there's a character named Alucard, where you eventually find out that he is Dracula. And I'm thinking, kids today would understand the name Alucard, but I mean, back then, of course, you're just like, let's be clever.
3: There was also, um, Castlevania.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're you're right. I take that. Uh, So, there is
3: that, and then I love the blowing apart the Wolfman, yeah. and then him like coming the back whole together. scene but of that, him. That silver like, is the only back thing. Together and can kill him is so awesome, and I think the Wolfman, the portrayal by Uncle Ricky from Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> so good.
1: Lock me up is,
3: is wonderful because plays the Wolfman well, and actually the Wolfman was probably just a body a double. stunt double. Yeah, but when he's like back to human form again, lock me up or when he's been shot in the chest with the silver, it's like thank
2: you. He's gonna Man. kill your kid.
3: And this is a kid's movie like a yeah. 14 know, year old just. That
0: must have been a long full moon, moon for a couple of days.
3: <laughs> and it also featured the classic 80s movie
0: montage. Mm. Where
3: it's got like you know, the kids running around and then the the you know Rudy until
2: Rudy
0: Rudy, Rudy, <laughs>
2: Rudy
3: forging the uh, the silver bullets and like
0: shop class and the, the wooden stakes. <laughs> the mom going to set up for dinner going I had silverware. Where'd it go? <laughs>
2: Rudy, your hobby horse uh, is is due tomorrow. Have you finished it? I see you over there at the sand Belt. <laughs> now, whereas now, if
3: they found a kid, you know, forging bullets in shot shop class, right. the school would be put on lockdown, and that kid would be having some serious therapy. And
2: No, Mr. Townsend, it's a silver bullet. Oh, okay. No. Well, carry on, young mat <laughs> lad. It's, strictly... it's, it's chemistry. It's strictly... Let me see that gunpowder you're using. Nope, not high quality enough. Let's get you some real gunpowder. It's strictly for Wolfman. Yeah.
3: Strictly. Strictly.
2: strictly. Even for like how... It's good thing you have the, the exact caliber bullet yeah. that <laughs> that cops often use in their revolvers. Yeah,
0: I, I, I do well, Don't modern
3: shop glasses just have a, a they, plethora of guns? Yeah, yeah no, of course they do.
0: <laughs> of course they do. That's exactly how standards are made. I, I do like how classic movie monsters, how, you know, they're put on such a pedestal. As like, this is the quintessential monster. This is where everything is going to cascade from and everything that we can enjoy. I do love that the simplicities of modern technology can completely do away with them. Things that like the Gilman, the creature from the Black Lagoon, takes one shotgun blast to the chest and he's completely dead. Yet he killed like three cops who also had guns, who I don't know why we're not... (laughs) shooting at him and the mummy the mummy was done by uh unraveling him and then he was you know he was completely fine rudy maybe rudy because, killed maybe because four Horace, monsters maybe
3: because horus is a a, a paladin He smite that uh, nice shotgun oh uh, my name
0: Nemus.
3: is horus they really did nail so <laughs> Some of the one liners.
2: I'm yeah. in the goddamn club, aren't I?
0: Come but, on, guys, don't be chicken shit.
2: <laughs> but a line that that did not land for me is when he hits uh when Sean hits werewolf and he goes, Hey you and then like he turns around and goes, You looked and I'm like, What? Oh, he says, Hey asshole. Right, hey asshole, <laughs> you, you looked. looked. I'm like okay like, Wait,
3: like no, but at the same time there's he's a, there's a kid the he's a 12 year old kid like, Asshole, say what <laughs> yeah. kick him in the nards that is and so, he so just great he just runs Eat- up while the wolfman's got his arms out kicks him in the nards <laughs>
2: Whoa. <laughs> Wolfman's Wolf <laughs> got, got nards Getting even, dorked.
0: <laughs> even the dad, like, you know, lighting the stick of dynamite up in the church. He's like, suck on this, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Dude,
3: the dad, and this was perfect.
0: So and good. Did you see how many boxes of Adidas shoes that church had up uh, in the retirement? Uh,
2: yeah. No one's questioning that. You're right, Drew.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was, well trying to, I was trying to think, like, <laughs> maybe, the maybe for the homeless. Uh, maybe, or the Burger King like yeah, 12 just times. King and Pepsi. And just Pepsi that everywhere. over <laughs>
3: He hey, showed the brand of cigarettes. The Rudy, right, exactly. <laughs> Rudy, do <you're>
0: any virgins?
3: <laughs> but like, only
2: in my mouth.
3: <laughs> but like uh, most of these '80s movies with these uh, large, you know, ensembles of kids, they're all Caucasian. Uh, the only mm. the only black yeah. guy was the partner, and is and, Nathan and he was the like,
0: first to die. He yeah,
3: he was one of the first to die.
2: And I loved. I thought he was hilarious. He was so like. Oh my gosh, I don't think we can solve this case. I guess we should be firefight. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's
0: a girl. I want to be there. Did you hear about the hood ornament? What about the hood ornament? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I
3: mean, I'm a very good a, cop, you know. It's a silver skull.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say a word. I mean, what do you mean? We're going to go out there? Because some man said that, you know, a wolf, werewolf's going to kill your son? <laughs> I'm kidding, man. Let's get in the car. <laughs> I just like, we need backup. We're going in here. Dale! <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but when the Wolfman is changing and he calls the police, oh, that, that's, we, that's we, one of my we're favorite talking scenes. About this earlier, it's yeah, like the I love the,
0: the transformation and yes. the effects. I yeah. mean, it's it's three you know different you know transitions yeah, yeah. in like a ten second period, but it's great.
3: They're gonna get chicken. I'm gonna kill your son.
2: Oh, yeah. When. When he exits that phone booth, though...
0: He doesn't even exit. He breaks it down. Yeah, okay. He breaks it down. (laughs) That
2: that gas station, there's no way a car can go on either side. It's only a, like, one-sided car. I'm like, oh, I guess only, you know, the most random, shut-down gas station has You gotta understand, though. Like,
0: I think a lot of the places that are in this movie are completely studio backdrops. Like, the church is used in multiple films. The house in the background from the actual home of the kids is the one that's used in Lethal Weapon, also directed by the director. It's just, I mean, yeah. <laughs> everything is like a studio well, backdrop.
3: Why does Dracula need a car? And if he doesn't and he need a car... he rips the door or, off? Like, <laughs> he's <laughs> like, that's <laughs> stupid, stupid if hearse. he doesn't need a car, why is he driving, like, a classic cherry purse with a if the car a can go invisible skull. It can in I mean, not tra- Sorry,
0: tran- Yeah, like translucent. Not trying translucent. Sorry, it go it, intangible. You know, the car becomes intangible. Like, why are you going on roads? Why don't you just like cut across town
3: or fly there and <laughs> back? fly for. there, it's not like you're hauling your luggage or you're going to a potluck yeah. and you've got to keep the crock pot in the the side seat. I mean, there are issues with this movie, but it is so near and dear to me.
2: Tons of fun. It's it's a lot of fun.
3: I, and, I agree. And that's why I've said, I think from the get-go, that 80s kids' movies are sort of a breed of their own. Oh, very much so. Uh, you just can't get away with the shit they pulled now. It's not PC.
2: just <laughs> won't happen. <laughs> yeah. Sigmontes? Yeah.
3: Sigmonts.
0: We just need to record that.
3: Alright, so you do our, our first segment is <laughs> Scary. Frankenstein has his moment of realization or epiphany, In the next scene he's take a sunset walk with the gang. What's your Frankenstein move to reconnect or recharge? A certain hiking trail, a museum or exhibit, or another activity that helps you center yourself?
2: Okay. First of all first off, this was a random scene. Like Going from, like, oh, me sad, to then, like, wouldn't it be nice? (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, they're all, like, we're gonna have a good time. But,
1: yeah.
2: (laughs) Very interesting. But I liked it. Okay. So, um I was almost going to say just food. Food is a comfort (laughs) thing for me. um, Carbs and cheese. (laughs) Well, more specifically... Pepsi, something something that after cleaning your ears, after firefighting, and after raft guiding, one of our go-to places in Kernville is the Cracked Egg, and they have a. uh, At the time, I don't know if it's still still running solid, but I sure hope it is. Go to the Cracked Egg in Kernville, 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 California. Everyone, great place, and please send us food. Anyways, they had this California (laughs) scramble. And it just took me to euphoria. It was amazing. I loved it. But if I had to pick a place, a thing that centers me, that I love, no matter if it's big, small, hidden, tucked away, or just a huge tourist attraction, waterfalls. I Hmm. fucking love waterfalls. I like them in in offices and buildings. I think it makes or breaks uh, an office in nature, the bigger the better, the smaller and cooler. Oh, this is a little runoff, like, winter runoff. I
1: love it! Look at it! It's so cool! It's a waterfall! <laughs>
2: so, I love it. So are we going to come it. over
3: to your place the next time and you're building a koi pond in your backyard? A, oh, hey guys! <laughs> that is if Baby Kate wasn't feasting on the koi. Yes, <laughs> she would.
2: She would. <laughs> they threaten her territory.
0: <laughs> Drew, what about you? You know, when I was uh, younger... Kind of uh, going over to my Nana's house was actually like a way to kind of like, you know, kind of get that Zen moment. I mean, it's very calming. It's nurturing. She would always fix us. I mean, essentially, they were just like white bread with mayo and like freshly cooked bacon. So it was just a bacon sandwich, like on, on a Sunday afternoon. And it was just really cool to like go visit Nana, and, you know, sit down and hang out, you know, after church on a Sunday. And it was just it was a lot of fun. More so today. I kind of find those Zen moments when I'm able to go into a used bookstore and just like walk around because it's not only the possibility of finding, you know, a book that maybe escaped me. Maybe it's something new that because they always have like a new release, you know, kind of shelf in the front. But more importantly, it is the essential, like calming and very like embracing smell of a used bookstore. There is... Nothing quite like it. I was going to say,
2: paladin's gaming castle. No, <laughs> well, well going to a game store also yeah, that helps. Stores, but, but yeah, the
3: smell of book pages. Uh, my mom used to always, you know, we'd have like the mother's Sun night. We'd go out to dinner, then she'd take me to the local bookstore, which was called Books and Company in Dayton, Ohio, or Kettering, Ohio, actually. And I always had to take a crazy dump. <laughs> like, <laughs> there was something about just having eaten, and then the smell of the books, and then I read a couple of years ago that like. That is a real phenomenon that people experience. is the, the smell of books.
2: I need to get some more books in my home. Is
3: it sort of a psychosomatic trigger because a lot of people read on the shitter.
0: <laughs> I myself included. Okay. You know, what? you know what? I can. Okay. I can. I can get behind that. I. I see that now. Well played.
3: We'll hmm. have to check with uh, the book reading podcast to see if that's an actual. Melissa, thing. we're we're
0: <laughs> needing some confirmation, please about. Shitters and and books. And the correlation. Crapping on the toilet.
3: Do the smell of older new books make us poop?
2: Please. Please please connect the dots. Educated minds want
0: to know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And sorry, Joe, I interrupted.
0: No, no, no. That's fine. I was done. I was done. You know, good smelling books. And uh, it's just, it's fun. I still do it today. Like whenever a kid is taking a book off my bookshelf and they're all like, can I I borrow this in the classroom? I'm like, totally. I write down like who takes it. But before I give it to them and they walk away with it, I always flip the pages and smell it and then i hand it away and they're like what do you all do
1: paper, paper, paper.
2: Paper, 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 paper.
0: they'll look at me like what are you doing and i'm like saying goodbye <laughs> or I'll, I'll see you later
2: into the <laughs>
3: Uh for me it's usually like an art museum or a history museum okay if, if uh every time i go see Like an amazing art exhibit. And I've got memories of my grandmother taking us to the Chicago Art Museum. And then we were on vacation in England and the British National Museum. Really, anytime I can get around something really old and beautiful or just things that people have created because they think it's beautiful, it sort of recharges me. And Every time I leave seeing a cool art exhibit or spending like three or four hours just going slowly around the walls room to room in a museum i always sort of leave with a a little bit more optimism in humanity Uh, and i think that's more and more important these days because with with the constant media you can watch tv or or whatever streaming on the internet you can sort of seek out whatever antagonism you want but there's something very reaffirming about just going through an art exhibit and just you know it's quiet and paced, and nobody's gonna bother you. You turned your phone off because you don't want to be the asshole in the art museum. I'm like I'll pick up some bacon on the way home. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's just it. Always, no, it's a Monet. It, it, it's no, It's it's one of the only times in my life that I feel I leave a place feeling truly serene, and I don't mm. get that from churches or or anything else like that it's just this sort of glow sort of right here in my guts nice i think i I really do enjoy that so the next segment is i'm in the goddamn club aren't i or how i stopped worrying and learned to be named horace (laughs) What is uh, some odd way you've actualized a talent? Some weird offbeat or bizarre ability you have, like manually triggering the toaster because you know by the aroma when it's perfectly done every time? Or in what other otherwise mundane activity did you end up with oddly legendary skills?
0: True. So when I was younger, I could, I don't know why, but like shuffle cards really well, especially from, you know, growing up and playing magic and then like you know kind of delving into like pokemon and stuff but like i just had like a really fun method for like shuffling and bridging the cards even while in sleeves and it just i don't know people are all like how do you do that And i'm like do what i'm just i'm just shuffling cards what are you talking about today i think it's just kind of funny because there is a uh i have a projector screen in my classroom and no matter how many times i send a kid up there to like pull it down and you know keep it down no one can ever get it and i always have to like You know, I'll get it from my desk, and I'm like, "Never mind, stand aside." (laughs) And I just grab, you know, with one tug, pull it down, and then it just sticks. And they're like, "What?" I'm like, "It's okay, it's all right." I'm a professional. I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) I went to
2: school for this, kids.
0: (laughs) This is this is what college and two degrees will get you. You might learn something. <laughs> might <have learned> something. <laughs> Listen, I'm in the goddamn that. club, aren't I?
2: <laughs> the academic club. Okay, good. Uh, so
3: for me, um, in my line of work, we I occasionally have to deal with uh, drawing and processing labs, so vacutainer tubes, urine samples,
0: stuff like that. Jack's a scientist.
3: Yeah. So most of them are are pretty normal. You throw them in a centrifuge, and then you just aliquot off whatever, you know, serum or plasma is left on the top. But for hematology, one of the lab's covans, you need to do the blood slide. And so they send you a little blue plastic container that has two microscope slides on it. And you get a little needle that's on a white tripod and you insert that needle on the top of the tube and then you press and make a, a little dot of blood on the slide. And then you take the second slide, and you bring it in at a 45-degree angle, and you slide it against the drop of blood. And then you wiggle the top slide just a little bit, and the blood spreads out the width of the slide. And then in one firm motion, you sweep it forward.
2: Okay, Dexter. To to get
3: the blood smear. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Now, nobody at my job can do it correctly. And they're always like, oh, I'm going to do these hematology slides. (laughs) Jack! Because I'm the shadow. Like, <laughs> For some reason I have like a sick fascination of getting it perfect every time. Like I'm coming in right at the forty five and it's like that man's known as stroida <laughs> No no, no it, it, it's
1: uh,
3: What was the uh, the show or the movie with Zach alfinekis about the the, the hangover? Yeah. It's like I'm calculating, like you can see the, the, <laughs> the <laughs> equation. And like I explain, like you bring it forward and then you wiggle it against the blood drop, see how it's spreading out. And now just counting s- cards is not illegal. And then just sweep it, <laughs> just sweep it forward. <laughs> that was not on a 45 degree angle.
0: But He's for, beautiful minding everything.
3: <laughs> but I take a sick satisfaction in just like sweeping the blood forward. And I always get it right most of the time. And. Uh, If I see somebody, I'm like, okay, you try the second slide. And they do, I'm like, that's terrible. (laughs) Either watch me do more, or I'm doing your blood slides. We're not sending this out to the lab. (laughs) This is substandard.
2: The people have a right to to good slides. Nobody can read this! (laughs) Uh, Well, I... All of my legendary things are a little bit dated, but the first one that uh, I, I thought that I had was really good was taking an NES cartridge and actually, not just the blowing, because that's, that's something that I think everyone does, either you know, horizontal, vertically, all the good motions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I would get it right to the edge, and I would, like ching i would slam it right on, i'd catch it right on the lip and it would work every time even when there was a game from the game store it's like oh the, this game's not working <laughs> hold, da- on, hold, da- on, da- hold on, da- da- hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh contra starts up just fine with me uh, <laughs> But then also, um, the Apple IIe's, again, a very old computer that most of our listeners are going to like, oh, i got to Google that. Don't know what that is. There was a very certain, just three-button turn-on process that I I just would get it down
0: pat. The fact that you said a three-button turn-on process is going to freak people out. <laughs> you
2: don't just, like, look at your phone and it just turns on? Like.
0: I just had to explain dial-up internet to my students Aww. the other day. They're like, what do you mean you had to wait? <laughs>
2: Hold on, I'll connect you. Operator how can I help you? <laughs> um, but no, my my talent that I I perfected during the times that we would play shows was my no-look guitar spin. <laughs> I I know. I'm mean, I was an emo kid. I was a little pop punk little rocker and I remember the day that I got a wireless setup and I was like, "Oh my god. This is Nathan the Tornado. <laughs> this is it." <laughs> And I, I practiced and I practiced until I finally like almost gave up. Cause I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this, but in the middle of one of our shows, I just said, fuck it. And I was like, I'm going for it. And I, I know it's weird that I say no look. Cause like, I mean, I don't know, like it's weird if I guess if you do look, but I just badassly like looked away and just, <laughs> and it came right around and it was that was a great moment and I did it a couple of times and I just felt invincible during shows. When I would practice it, I sucked. But in the heat of the moment, I would just do it and it would it never failed. Mental image, Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future. <laughs> You're right in my head. I was just going to jump in and go,
3: "Hey, you know listen. that? You know that sound? Even yeah, listen listening
1: listening. This
3: is an oldie but a goodie." But, uh, <laughs> no, go. <laughs> I'm glad we're thinking on the same
2: wavelength. Oh, yes. <laughs> huh. So yeah, that was my. That was it.
3: Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. Our last segment for the night is, uh, you're not a virgin, are you? Uh, this movie draws on a plethora of pulp horror movies from the preceding decades they heavily reference drive-in movies and feature an all-star cast of classic monsters one of my favorite parts of the weekend would be the movies they showed on cable after the morning cartoons and kid shows were over movies like kingdom of the spiders with william shatner in 1960s the time machine what was your favorite weekend afternoon classic
2: pulp trash movie gentlemen I had two right. that I distinctly remember. One was a kids animated film by the name of Fern Gully. And I,
0: you mean, you mean Avatar? Hey, 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 this is
2: Avatar before Avatar. It, it was, the, it was Avatar before. Wolf? Robin Williams <laughs> would beg to my differ. My name
0: is Betty. <laughs> <laughs> and I... Take that, Cameron. <laughs> my
2: brother and I, my brother Paul and I, we would just crack... crack up at the line price check on prune juice bob price check on prune juice because robin williams is hilarious and i could that was like one of those like lines paul and i had these rare moments where we could just be like meh shut up Eh, loser but we could say lines to each other once in a while and we would just kind of look at each other and not (laughs) be like you son of a bitch i love you you are my brother so from gully and then the second one was the rocketeer and i no way it was, yes! Yes. yes
0: now i need to change my movie but thank you uh,
2: oh <laughs> i i loved <laughs> some timothy dalton this bad guy like Dude, yeah anytime i get some timothy dalton i'm a happy man
3: it, it, living daylights uh hot buzz yeah it,
2: yeah i just love and the rocketeer just has that great moment of like the the gum where you like kind of like <laughs> peels that I'm like this is the like, now I look at it I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen. But at the time, I was mind-blown. It's so great. On TV. I just was like finally, I get to watch The Rocketeer because we didn't get to watch it in the theaters. And so I I would, anytime that movie come on, I would be like, everyone shut up. Everyone just shut up right now. <laughs> <laughs> can we record this? Do we have any videos that we can use to record? Like,
0: <laughs> Did you also make your own jetpack out of leader soda bottles?
2: Because um, I Ooh. sure as fuck did. Yeah, there you go. Uh. <laughs> that was a movie I never really, like, really like, wanted to like reenact. I was always trying to reenact Three Musketeers. That was my... Mm. And not, and we're talking Gene Kelly,
0: like Three
2: Musketeers. Yeah. Like old, old school. Go ahead, Drew.
0: Oh, I mean, man. Okay. If, if it's more to the pulp of the early 90s and just loving movies like The Rocketeer, it also goes to things like Dick Tracy, The Shadow, or you got to love some uh the phantom oh because yeah! if you cannot <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
0: get, just, get your billy zane on uh, i okay these these were
2: uh, i thought i possessed the power of the suns who needs a four skull <laughs> <laughs> i can quote that movie oh baby. something's happening it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> i love that you movie don't with so me this <laughs> episode this episode is cancelled <laughs> Ladies <laughs> and hey, gentlemen, tune in next week when we just do the Phantom word for word. Oh, I will be,
0: I will be forever thankful if someone gets on Patreon and, and, and gets a, a ten dollar tier and chooses the Phantom. I will be so happy. Uh, but okay, so I mean, those movies were amazing. Who <laughs> and the ghost who walks, ghost two walks. It's like I killed him years ago, right up to the hill. <laughs>
3: Jack is so unhappy, and I saw it in his eyes, and I took it from him.
0: <laughs> uh, if it's if it's an older film that's more classic, you cannot go wrong with Forbidden Planet. Oh. I I absolutely love Forbidden Planet. Robbie, it's all about Robbie, and it's just it was it was fun, very very fun. But yeah, uh, Forbidden Planet, and definitely the uh, the early nineties, or um, especially. Not ones that necessarily came on TV, but when I could get my hands on renting Transformers 1986, every single time. Every All right.
3: single time. All right. And that's a good one. That's a oh, good that's one. so good. Mine are going to be uh, mostly my examples. So I remember distinctly watching Kingdom of the Spiders with William Shatner, and I hate spiders. And that is a very, like, the scene where, like like, they're in the last stand house and, like, everything leading up to the house is covered by spider webs like if you asked me to go outside and get the mail and i looked at the wood i'd be like no fuck you the (laughs) mail (laughs) didn't come but at the same point i was riveted and still am to this movie like i can't look away and then uh the time machine i remember watching that my dad was babysitting us on like a Friday night. Cause my mom was having like a girl's night and we're already freaked out by like the monsters they encounter when it the goes Moralox. back into the yeah. Morlocks. And like we lived in an old house in Columbus and it would, it would settle and it would creep. And at one point, it sounded like there, somebody was walking around upstairs and my dad would just fuck with us. We were like, oh my God, somebody's upstairs. No, my, Jesus. Dad, my dad would be just sitting there with like a like a I was be like, I don't know. I thought I lost, I thought I locked the front door and just like <laughs> completely buying into fucking with us.
0: Your mother went upstairs. She hasn't come down yet.
3: <laughs> and then uh, Aliens. Um, mm. The second one, I have very fond memories of me and my friends playing Aliens in the basement, where we, we had like super soakers. We had taped like little finger flashlights to the end, and we're making <laughs> the motion <laughs> sense the motion sensor like burp, 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 and like squirting our friends in the dark out of the the uh, the. the box forts that we had made. Uh, all very good times.
2: Good yeah. stuff. Nice. Just just to make sure that you know that the Phantom does have <laughs> long shanks <laughs> in it. <laughs> Kit, I like her. <laughs> Sorry, I just want you to know that there is something to look forward to if we ever do have to watch that. If
3: we can't drive them out, we'll <laughs> breathe <in> them out.
2: <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm skilled in the arts of war and military tactics. Uh, I dispatch them before I send you wife
0: <laughs> I can only remove my mask for the woman I'm going to marry. <laughs>
2: Jesus. Uh,
3: so before I uh, ask Drew to to tell us where people can find us on the Patreon, I'm going to say reach out and reach out and, and send us a message or a missive. And we're on, on Twitter and Facebook, or leave a comment. Almost like uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Like we would love some fan mail. Yeah. Okay. So just you know. Give us a, you know, send us something. a hoot, Say, a holler. Jack, you're an asshole. Drew, your movies are okay. Something Nathan, like you're weird. No. That's <laughs> so acceptable. You, where, where can people find us?
0: Well, I mean, as you said, people can always find us up on Facebook to search for The Real Fills Podcast. On Instagram, search for The Real Fills Podcast. If you take, for a, uh, take a look for us up on Twitter, it is at real feels pod that's r e e l feels pod but of course i mean if you're listening to us now i'm gonna guarantee that you probably know where to find us but guys go spread the word to the highest mountain to the deepest dungeon they need to know where we are
3: All right. Uh, The Patreon special for this week, it's the 80s kids movie special. If you have kids and you are bored to tears by their current movie favorites, for $450 a month, the Real Field Squad will show up dressed as the monsters from Monster Squad. Done. To liven up your movie night, we can smoke or vape during the show, <laughs> liberally drop curse and swear words, moderately bully your children, and make casual references to the Holocaust along with slut shaming your wife as significant other. For initial for an <laughs> addition and this is a callback. For an additional $50, we can have Drew dressed in his prison warden's uniform and (laughs) serve desserts and refreshments as a resident creepy drama guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's almost time! (laughs) Last chance chance
3: for for pie! pie.
0: (laughs) Do I just walk in and be like, dessert? (laughs) (laughs) Whipped cream? (laughs) Oh God! You get spoiled. No, he's buying into, into it at this
2: point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy the <laughs> He's adapting.
2: <laughs>
3: creepy so drama
0: they- guy is bitching.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: that's got to oh. be the hashtag.
2: Hashtag creepy drama guy is bitching.
3: So Nathan, this was your first watch. What would you rate
2: this movie? I would give this movie a six out of six and a six point six. Rating. I think this was a phenomenal movie. Obviously, it has its flaws due to it just being made in the 80s, but I thoroughly enjoyed this. I really wish that I was allowed to watch this as a kid. I understand why I was not or why this was quickly <laughs> yeah. tossed to the side of like, man, he can watch that when he's out of the house. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's.
0: Is this a, 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 a 6.6 out of 10? No, a 6 out of 6. Six. Oh, because six, <laughs> six, six. six. <laughs> I Shadow, get you.
2: Shadow Brook Shadow Sorry. Brooklyn. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really had a lot of fun with this movie. Both times I watched it. Oh,
0: nice. Drew. Uh, for pure nostalgia and for the idea that, you know, you can uh, kick Wolfman in the nards, which I'm only assuming that after such a swift kick, they divided. So I'm going to give this a solid four out of five. This is a uh, a true delight, a true hit of nostalgia. I, I love it. Uh, so we've got
3: five monsters in the monster squad. We've got Dracula, Frankenstein, Gilman, and or the Creature from the Black Lagoon, the Wolfman, and then we've got... The Mummy. The Mummy. Even though the Mummy and the Creature from the Black Lagoon are the weakest link, I think I would go with at least four out of five of them to round out my monster squad. The Mummy had probably drop and maybe find something different because the Mummy didn't He really, didn't do anything. He didn't really do anything. He had that nice scene with the bedroom, but that was really more for comedy uh besides getting unraveled he did nothing so four out of five monsters of the monster squad
0: yeah and uh, in two weeks time we have uh we're delving as jack said into the fall into the spookiest of times two weeks time we have uh nathan's splatter horror <laughs> that's my splatter <laughs> uh, horror <laughs> horror and then in uh one month I'll be bringing you my zombie. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's alright. This has been the realest. And the feelest. Scary German guys bitching. Toonsi, Otsy, dick there. got Give me that podcast, you
1: bitch!
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was a hundred years ago right today. <laughs> Silver Monster bullets squad. and wooden stakes. That's it today. It's <laughs> Monster <laughs> Squad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ